Well, hello, and welcome back to another edition, another episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and we got some skilly skilly stuff for you today. <laughs> all right, all right. How's everybody doing out there today? I hope everybody's having a great day. Sorry I am running late today. Usually I have these ready, but I had a little cookout last night, and it was pretty fun. Told some stories around the old fire. Scared some people. Nah, but anyways, I had some company over last night. Forgot to, didn't forget, I just didn't get a chance to record last night. So I'm doing it this morning. Just want to say thank you to everybody out there. The numbers are really growing. The YouTube channel's growing good. So thank you uh, to everybody, man, who subscribes, follows, and all that good stuff. I really, really, really do appreciate it, man. And, of course, we got more stories to talk about today. We got Oklahoma and Texas we're going to talk about <coughs> today. So, without further ado, why don't you lay back, get you a nice warm blanket, snuggle up, poke the fire a little bit. Get you some nice coffee or some cocoa or whatever you like. Hit play and get ready to be scared. So let's get in with it. All right. Our first story brings us to Moeller Road in Electra, Texas. I hope I'm saying that right. Moeller Road. Just outside of Electra. And I think this is in, this is in Texas. Okay. Just outside of Electra, Texas, sits a seeming, seemingly ordinary dirt road. At first glance, this narrow, dusty background looks innocent enough. However, considering the creepy stories surrounding it, it's... No wonder Muller Road was named one of the top 10 haunted roads in the Lone Star State. About 30 minutes northwest of Wichita Falls, and that's about an hour away from me, uh, in Wichita Falls, Muller Road is the location of an old, half-destroyed, abandoned bridge now known as Screaming Sheila Bridge. And it's one of the most haunted places, too, in the Lone Star State. The small, the small burned-out bridge is said to have received its name after a young woman named Sheila was uh, burned alive on the bridge by residents of the nearby town of Gloria after she was accused and convicted of practicing witchcraft back in the 1800s. Yeah, and see, back then, there really wasn't a trial. If someone accused you of uh, witchcraft or doing that stuff, you was pretty much done. They didn't. They had a trial and stuff, but you was screwed. You were going to get freaking hung. The small burned-out bridge is said to have received its name after a young woman named Sheila was burned alive on the bridge by residents of the nearby town of Gloria after she was accused of of being of practicing 
witchcraft back in the mid-1800s. It's rumored that those who visit the particular stretch of the four-mile-long dirt road at night can still hear Sheila screaming. Some have even some have even said they have heard a woman uh, chanting spells off in the distance, or have felt a burning sensation all over their body as they were standing too close to a fire. Another tale surrounding screaming Sheila Bridge on uh, Moeller Road or Moller Road is the story of a car crash in the 1970s. According to urban legend, a husband and a wife were arguing while driving down the road when the man swerved off the bridge and hit a tree, pinning the woman inside the vehicle, where the man walked the 16 miles east to Burke Burnett to get help. The vehicle caught fire, burning the woman. And her name was Sheila. How freaking crazy is that? <laughs> a girl in the 1800s gets burned because she's accused of being a witch. Then, about a hundred years later or more, in the 1970s, another woman dies there in a fire, and her name was Sheila. Hmm, coincidence? The most believed story behind the burning of the bridge, and that is, uh, of course, not really creepy or ghostly at all, is that a group of mischievous teenagers were accident, uh, who accidentally set fire to the structure after building a bonfire on the bridge while out partying one night in the mid-70s. See that right there, a bunch of dumb kids making a fucking fire on a bridge. How dumb can you get? So, that's uh, now that one's been reported, so that's the one everyone uh, says that they know is real. The other ones are just legends, but I guess you could always look up and see. Well, if you're ever around Wichita Falls, y'all go just north a little bit and find that smaller road for me and tell me what you experience. And I do believe, reading this, there was a part in there that said the bridge is now on private property, so don't go try to see it. But you can still go down the road to a certain extent, but then it's going to end. So, just remember, it's private property now. And they did emphasize that in the uh, story. So, all right, let's get on with our second story. Our second story takes us to Ranch Road 32 in the Hill Country. Now, this is going to cover some other little county roads and stuff in that area. And it's going to cover some of the haunted places, I guess, along this road and other roads. Let's get into it. Texas Farm Roads 12, 165, 2325, and 32, along with U.S. Highway 281. That one goes right through my hometown that I live in right now. Mineral Wells 281 runs north and south, right down the middle of it. From a scenic loop that connects Wimberley and Blanco, the loop cuts through a scenic portion 
of Texas Hill Country that looks like something straight out of the, straight out of a Wild West movie. The area is called the Devil's Backbone. It draws visitors from all over Texas who come to see the uh, sweeping vista. Supposedly, the area is also also draws visitors from far away, perhaps even from the great beyond. A bloody, violent history. The history of devil of the devil's backbone, like many areas of the West, has had its share of violence for Native Americans and white settle, settlers along uh, or white settlers alike. In more recent years, the twisty stretch of highway has been the scene of numerous fatal car accidents as well as many ghostly... Okay, let's start this all over. Okay, numerous fatal accidents as well and many ghosts seem to have been uh, lingered. One account of a ghostly encounter comes from a foreman at an area ranch. He awoke he awoke two men on horseback riding near the cabin. They appeared to be ghosts of Confederate soldiers. According to the account, the sound of their horses' hooves was loud enough to shake his cabin. That's pretty crazy. Waking up and seeing, well, first off, hearing that, <clears throat> and then waking up and seeing some ghosts like that on horseback outside your uh, your cabin. I would probably poop my pants. All right, here's another story. Or here's some more. Misery on Purgatory Road. There are also tales of ghost of a there are also tales of the ghost of a native American named Drango Drago who has been seen herding cattle along the backbone according to some of the ranchers the ranchers also tell us tell of the uh, widow and child of minor of a minor who was killed who have been seen wandering the area, supposedly seeking a proper Christian burial for their husband and father. Along the applied name, Purgatory Road, an apparition is said to materialize on the hoods of cars as they drive along. That's pretty creepy. I would probably wreck if I seen that. Ghost hunters frequent this area and have even seen shadows, shadow people, and has and has heard voices. One of the strangest experiences was that of John, one of their uh, investigators. One afternoon, John was hiking with two friends in an area known as the Haunted Valley. While walking the walking, while walking, he saw a vision of a wolf. Suddenly, the wolf jumped on, jumped at him. However, his friends did not see the wolf. When they got back into their truck, John's friends noticed that he was very cold. 
<clears throat> when they got back to the ranch, they were certain that John was possessed. He spoke in a deep voice and talked about Indian about an Indian massacre out of nowhere. A gust of wind came through the rancher's kitchen and opened the back door. At the point, John seemed to return to his normal self. That would be creepy. Seeing your friends uh, go through something like that. And here are some, enjoy some spirits at the Haunted Tavern. There's a Haunted Tavern you can go see. To this day, nobody can explain why all of these strange phenomenon is occurring at the limestone ridge in the Texas Hill Country. If you'd like to experience some paranormal activity yourself, consider visiting the Devil's Backbone Tavern. Located on the stretch of Ranch Road 32. That is also reported to be haunted. You're sure to belly up next to a locals at the bar. Who can share their personal stories of strange encounters. In the devil's backbone. That's another thing too guys. If you go uh, ghost hunting or exploring. Always talk to the locals and get a feel of the place. And you know. See what's going on. See what the happening is. All right. Our next story. All right. Our next story is Malayam Road in Seguin, Texas. Malene Street in Saginaw is quiet, peaceful, and by the way, it... Malin Street in Seguin is quiet, peaceful, by way with some beautiful Victorian's home lingering a part of it. What? Of the beautiful Victorian homes lingering a part of it. They share these streets. They share the street come some nights with most unusual ghost. Nobody knows where he originated. This ghostly figure that walks the east side of Malayam Street. The street ends are once did at Riverside Cemetery, one of the oldest cemeteries in Seguin. It's pretty ob uh, obvious. Excuse me, obvious. Then there, then where the ghost were, ghost were, ghost walk starts. But why he walks so purposely to the north, no one knows. No one, in fact, has any idea who, who he was, or why he, or why he has no head. It's rumored that he was a Confederate soldier whose head was lost to a cannonball during some battle in the east. And the reminder of his body was shipped home by rail. He walks Malam hoping to catch a train back east to find his head. However, the railroad did not reach Seguin until 1877 when the war had been over for 12 years. At College Street, Malayam makes a slight 
jog to the west, then continues north. The goat, the ghost does not make the jog. He continues to walk straight north, alongside the west wall of a small house owned by friends of mine. Their cats apparently ignore the apparition, but their dogs take definite notice of it. <coughs> friends of theirs have stayed with them, sleeping or trying to sleep on the living room sofa. Nobody's done that more than once. There's a certain effect when the ghost walks along the outside of the wall wall of the sofas sets against that no one apparently wants to experience twice. So I guess when you're sleeping on this couch and that apparition comes walking, you experience something. Yet, who, yet, who was this headless well? He's not a horseman, so maybe he's the headless walkman or walker. Nobody apparently has any idea. There seems to be no stories other than the Confederate soldier one the other than the Confederate soldier story. No one has attached a name to him, though it would seem to be obvious that he's buried in what was once the town's finest cemetery. I have never found a story about a headless person being buried there. So, what's the world mystery there? Why is this headless dude walking around the street of Seguin, Texas? Hmm. And I'm sorry, guys, if this is going to be another short show. I try to go for 30 minutes, make them at least 30 minutes. So, I think I can get 30 minutes out of here. All right, now we're going to go. Now we're going to go over. Some ghostly tales of Oklahoma's Route 66. Going to talk about the stretch of road from Fort Reno, Oklahoma to Weatherford, Oklahoma. Ghostly Tales of Oklahoma 66. Claremore, Oklahoma, long ago a native student was attending the military academy at what would later become Rogers State University. As we have unfortunately heard too many times, the youth was accidentally killed during a, during a hazing ritual. His spirit is not at peace as he haunts the halls during the mid-hours. Bird Hall is where the, the Indians' footsteps have often been heard in an, in an, uh, in an otherwise empty building. Two janitors have reported hearing those odd footsteps and toilets flushing and empty bathrooms and other strange phenomena, phenomena throughout the building. El Reno, Oklahoma, if you are traveling the uh, mother road between Weatherford and El Reno, Oklahoma at night, keep your eyes open because legend has it an elderly hunched-backed man haunts its part of the old mother road excuse me said to appear in a brown trench coat wearing a boogie style hat pulled down over his eyes he has often been spotted walking along the old highway especially on a foggy or rainy nights Reportedly, one person picked, his, picked its old figure up one wet evening, and the eerie little man would 
uh, would not talk to him. Soon, the vagabond tried to jump out of the moving car. The driver immediately pulled over to the side to let him out to only spot the man walking again several miles ahead of the driver on down the road. Another person said they thought he hit the man with their vehicle, but when they stopped to check on him, nobody was there. So do you believe this? While driving between Yukon and and El, El Reno, Oklahoma, I suddenly saw a white mist run in front of my car on a clear day. I slammed on the brakes as I felt the car hit someone or something. The white mist falling beneath the front of the vehicle. My 12-year-old daughter was with me and looked at me as if I lost my mind. I stopped and got out, looking under the car, looking under the under and behind the car as my daughter looked on. There was nothing there. This incident was haunted has haunted me for years, though I continue to travel the same road every day. I had never had that experience again. Hmm. Pretty interesting. <coughs> so, if you ever, uh, if you have any experiences on the old 69, 66 in Oklahoma, slide into my DMs. Tell me about it, guys. All right, our next story, ladies and gentlemen. Our next story is the spook light in Ottawa County, Oklahoma. Many mis- many mysterious things happen in Oklahoma. And if you dig deep enough, you can usually you can usually find explanations. However, there's one natural phenomenon that occurs in Ottawa uh, Ottawa County, Oklahoma, that has left scientists baffled for over half a century. Welcome to Spook Light, where an unexplained source of light appears over the sky at different times in different shapes. It appears on the border between Missouri and Oklahoma. However, the light only is visible from the inside the Oklahoma border looking to the west. No one can give an accurate account from where the light's from, nor can any two people, excuse me, describe the light in the same words. A photo of the spook light when it, okay. Okay, that's just a picture of the light split in two. The mysterious lights over Ottawa County have been photographed for over a half a century to the amazement of thousands. During World War II, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers spent weeks in the area with the latest scientific equipment, and they came away baffled. No explanation. One theory that exists is that an optical illusion of lights off the nearby Interstate 44. However, reports of the lights exist way before the highway was ever built. 
and it could never be proven by scientists. Some think it's a product of swamp gas, but again, couldn't be proven. Despite thousands of hours and combined research, scientific evidence explaining that strange phenomenon causes still cause still remains un, un, unconclusive. The lights were only visible on the Oklahoma side, not the Missouri side. If you drive past them and look back, you can you can never see them. You can never see them again. Another un, unexplainable attribute of the lights, the lights the light splits, changes colors and even disappears. The lights cannot be seen every night. It is reported that uh, it is reported they're best seen at a on a humid night, but there is no guarantee that you will see them. So, if you're ever around that area, go check out Spook Light for me and uh, tell me how that uh, works out for you. I just want to know. <coughs> All right, we have one more story, and it's a little shorty. Okay, our next story is in North 289th East Avenue in Catos, Oklahoma. Located right near Timber Ridge Cemetery on North 280, 280, 289th East Avenue in Catasoa, the road is said to, to be haunted with a boy on his bicycle. Apparitions of a young apparitions of a young boy riding his bicycle have been seen by multiple people. Many drivers have yeah, drivers have thought that they hit the young boy. But when they get out of when they get out and look, there's nothing there. Urban legends report that years ago a young boy was hit and killed riding his bike along the road. If you pass Timber Ridge Cemetery, then you have gone too far. Circle back and see if you see the kid on his motorcycle. See, that's just pretty crazy, too, because I can believe that. Because, you know, I have noticed doing these ghost stories and stuff that these ghosts get stuck in patterns, especially when they die quick like that unfortunately you know it's like their spirit can't rest because they just don't think they're dead yet they don't understand that they're dead i guess i don't know but that'd be weird to be stuck in that loop hope that don't happen to me when i pass away <laughs> but i'm sorry this one's really short guys next week next week's will be on time and it will have a lot more stories I can guarantee you that, pretty pants. But you guys have always been good to me. Thank you for everybody who uh, listens. And like I said, guys, please interact with me and uh, send me some ghost stories that you have of personal experiences. And yeah, I think that'd be cool. I think it'd be very, very nice. And just want to say thank you on the YouTube channel. It's growing too. So be free to comment on them YouTube videos if you want. And be free to comment on my on my uh, podcast too. So 
But do me that favor, guys. Go give me a four or five star review, even a three, maybe, baby. And uh, just tell me what you think of the show. Just keep listening and uh, keep on liking, man. And I'll uh, keep talking about them. But like I said, you guys got any stories or urban legends in your hometown, please tell me about them. Anywhere from around the world, please tell me. I do want a quick, a quick hit. Ah, I do want to give a quick shout out. To Germany, to Hess, Germany. I don't know who listens to all of my podcasts that I have, but I want to say thank you, and I want to reach out to you. Give me your address, and I'll send you a thank you card or something. Let's communicate old school. Let's not do emails, but I want to get to know my fans. I really think that's cool. Someone in Hess likes all my podcasts that I do, and I want to say thank you guys very much for that. So, like I said, send me your uh, address and I'll send you a thank you card or something. You can get a hold of me at all lowercase, ghost stories told from the south at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of me on the Facebook on ghost stories told from the south. But you guys have a great weekend. Be good, be nice, and be safe. I don't want to be telling a ghost story about you. <laughs> <coughs> but keep it scary, guys. Keep telling some scary stories. And uh, hey, guess what? Our favorite ha- holidays around the corner. Halloween's coming. <clears throat> but you guys be good. We'll see you later. Have a spooky day. And thank you once again, ma'am. Appreciate it. See you later, ma'am. Bye.